When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. <laughs> That's not how we're going to begin each show. We're going to get it out of our system, y'all. We promise. <laughs> Just going to be a bit. These are our new sound effects that we that we found. They are. They are. They are delightful. They are how wonderful. Do you, how do you decide which to add? How can you replace them? Um, like add a file? Add just a sound file in It's in, in a book, and I think I threw that away. I'm sure you didn't look online. I threw away yeah. all my instruction manuals. You can Not like on- I read them anyway. <laughs> you never did. You can find them online y'all, now anyway. Come at me if you don't read instructions. The problem is, y'all, he <laughs> threw away the instruction manual to Poodle. <laughs> I never had one. That was the problem. <laughs> That's what he needs. <laughs> I need you're an like, instruction manual like how to handle Lindsay. me. You need an instruction manual. Oh, boy. And you know what? They, they, they need, you need to come up with, you need to know what I need before I ask for it. Can you read my mind? No, you can't because I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's that she's crazy. She's not crazy. Um, She is. She she has a sabotage streak in her, like Kyle said. She's terrified. Exactly. She's terrified of, of being vulnerable. Of being vulnerable yep. and being in the present. Yep. And terrified of not being safe. Yep. She's living her life in fear. And Poodle, what two ways can you live your life? You can live your life in love or in fear, as Oprah go. says. There you go. Um, y'all, this y'all, is, this is reality, gays. This is uh, this is summer house. Some, some, summer house. Some, some, summer house. Summer, some, summer house. Now, this is called... Look at me. I ran into a glass table, and it's going to leave a bruise on my leg. 
Riveting. <laughs> um, yet another thing that I couldn't get two shits about. Um, so, uh, y'all, this episode's called Best Frenemies. This is episode five. Summer House season five, episode five. Yep. Um, are there any announcements? I don't think so. Uh, we just want to remind people it's still March Madness Review. It's March Madness Review of Palooza. If you leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts for until March twenty eighth, we're going to be picking. We already. We I just sent Poodle one last night that made me. It's it was already so going good. in my. Um, I might frame in, it uh, yeah. for on days that I just feel bad about myself. Um, That's gonna, not what this whole thing is for. To make you not. feel good about yourself, though. Oh, you know, but it's still a night. But it's, they leave a five star review and the funniest. Most touching, touching slash best or one that one that just makes us go things that make you go hmm. Uh, five star review, and we're going to pick five of those for the month of March, and those people are going to get a year's worth of our supercast. Supercast. That's our new premium tier. content, our new premium platform because we have Patreon, um, but we also are having we also have supercast, and you get to be a super sissy. And so we're calling it all. We're putting it all under under the umbrella of reality gaze. Extra. 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 <laughs> and so, you know why? Extra. Because extra. If, just look at this headlines. Historical news is being made. Da, da, da. <laughs> extra. Extra. We're drawing the red line from da, 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 to the stage. Yeah. A barrel. I got to sing it all now. I can't now. believe you know this. A barrel this. of heaps. That's something to deal. The biggest little something in vaudeville. Presenting. Dainty. 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 No, presenting. Introducing, yeah, introducing that barrel of whores that fucked every football <laughs> player in town, Dainty Poodle. <laughs> Let me entertain you. Let me make you smile. Don't, Don't pull, pull over. over. <laughs> <laughs> but I can, I can do some new tricks. I'm very versatile. Actually, she's not. She's the bottom. <laughs> And that song is... I'm very versatile in my 20s. In my 20s. <laughs> when I was 16 and I could hold an erection for nothing. <laughs> but if you're real good, I'll make you feel good. I want your spirits to climb. Like your dick. Like your dick so you can fuck me. So let me entertain you. And, and we'll, we'll have a really good time. time. Oh, yes. And, and we'll... Have a really good time. Fuck me. <laughs> wow, that's from Gypsy. That was Gypsy. that was that went on longer than it should have. You know, if there was any, or maybe it went on just just, just for us. I time. think it went on just right. If I, I if there's any musical that I would want to inhabit a role as a man and just play almost all the female characters, it probably would be Gypsy. I think I've already done that in my mind several yeah, times. Several Although, times. cut Herbie. <laughs> cut the actual one male. And, uh, and, and I, but I, I would play the dad. I could, I could play the dad. Yeah, not Herbie. Play, yeah, not Herbie. Yeah. And, and I would like to I'd play, play Tulsa, Tulsa, but, but I'd, I'd also like, like to play, bang Tulsa. Yeah. Especially Tulsa from the Bette Midler version. Ooh, Whoa. he was fine. Whoa, that's my favorite version. Mm, uh, I, that's the only version most of us have seen. I saw it on. I saw it on Broadway. On, uh, Bette Midler. Bernard Peters. Nope, Bernard Peters. Oh, I've never seen it on Broadway. Mm. 
She was an interesting Mama Rose. You um, didn't like her, but what's his name? Not Sondheim, but the other person who wrote uh, Gypsy. Uh, uh, Arthur Lawrence. Because he's, I think, was alive at that time, right? Yeah. He said that's, that, that she... He, that old queen was just trying to blow smoke our app. Well, she ass. said that Bernie Depp Peters was the most kind of of what he imagined Mama Rose to be. And guess, but but historically, that's not true. But I think that's interesting that supposedly Tyne Daly was was the one. Tyne Daly and Angel Lansbury are the ones that people talk about being unbelievable. I would love to. Have this seen is Angel so Lansbury. gay. This is really gay. <laughs> Someone's like, wait, what are we talking about, Summer House? I didn't, I didn't know I was listening to gayest pod ever. If Paige was here, <laughs> she would say, you just said a bunch of names of people I don't know. <laughs> it's a good page. I bet actually she sees theater, honestly. She yeah. was in New York. I, I think Paige is still, with, is still my favorite person oh. to watch behave in Summer House. <laughs> Give me the paid show. Yep. I'm here for it. So y'all, um, this is so, yeah, that, uh, best frenemies. Best, best frenemies. frenemies. Um, basically, we're we're still kind of reeling, you guys. And this is this is an interesting. And I want to get you guys um, info, maybe in our sissy squad or or let us know on it on on socials. I don't. Has this show handled such a dark topic before? I just don't <sighs> think this show and the premise of this show how. Frothy it is, frothy like a lover boy, like a like an uncut dick. Yeah, just can, ready. I don't think the premise. It's not. It can't hold it together. The show can't hold itself together to do something that's so heavy. That's why I don't think it had planned to do no, that. But, obviously, but, but but to edit this show together felt to me and both, to make it a main plot line. Both a fool's errand and and it's not that I don't think it should have been included. It's no. just where the things that it was included with. And I don't know. Yes, you you obviously have to include Lindsay's birthday um, because that's the day his brother passed. But I felt like the Carl's and his but maybe a lot of people got a lot from it. That's so what I'm going to say. Maybe, but I just don't know. I thought it would have been the first five minutes and Carl would leave. Yeah, me too. And I don't, I don't know if the show has enough gravitas, the premise of the show, to handle it. Because ev- everything after that felt like, hmm, this feels weird. It's kind of like Hannah said, I, was gonna, I woke up today prepared to fight, and now I'm like, none of that fucking matters. And then she decided she was okay. <laughs> but no, I just, it, it's like what the show has been set up to be will collapse under something as crushing like this and you know it kind of reminds me of when comedies when comedy sh- late night comedy shows were after 9-11 what do you talk about yeah you know i'm not comparing obviously the death of carl's brother to 9-11 mm-hmm. but the similar idea of premises for the show that were always light it's all about some stupid fight and especially this season when there's nothing to do but obsess over stupid fights mm-hmm and weird little dynamics. Then something like that happens, and then it turns a magnifying glass on how who, how even stupider these arguments are. So honestly, after Carl left, it was hard for me to pay attention. I was like, had whiplash. I can see that, yeah. Um, and and I and like I say, I don't know how I would have handled this because the editor, you have to add it. 
I do think it went on a little bit. It went on a little bit too long. Like every housemate had to go up to Carl and say and participate in mourning yeah. with him. Which, yes, that that would happen normally. But damn, it felt like either to me, it's almost like we we do the whole episode for it. So it gives Carl one whole episode where we see how much that had to go. Like we, the cameras follow him to the funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole episode. And then it can be after. I don't, I don't think these storylines can coexist in the same episode. Well, they did. I know. And it, re- it was like dissonance for me. I know. Look at me. I'm like, I don't really approve of the production, how it was done. <laughs> Y'all, I feel like I'm in Queen's like always a, got a problem. A, a stuffy living room, <laughs> like a student who's been asked to go to a professor's house with 10 other, and we just listen to him go on. Can and we on. talk about Henry James, please? Um, but but no, no, I agree with you. It, 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 it just, the, these tones, these, the, even if it's a reality show, you can't go. Back, You're, I just well, kind of felt show, myself tuning out. I think this show is reality shows do that, but this show's not the real world. No, that's that's exactly what I wrote. This it's is not, not the, real, the world. real world. It's it's summer house, right? So even the name is going to tell you it's fun and frivolity. Yep, and that's not. I what think we got. this was not that. I don't think they should have show. They shouldn't have shown Carl, and it, and I cried. I actually cried. Um, watching not not because of Carl, watching his housemates who care about him crying and getting upset. Well, what I thought was interesting just was the. I think it's um, so telling how uh, if you don't know someone in your family that is struggling with addiction, you just probably don't know everybody in your family yep, well. Totally agree. And at the through line of this of the other housemates that had experienced this in their own, yeah. Um, and that was great. That was the first twenty-five minutes of the of the um, of the episode. It was weird how it switched. It was weird. And that's what I say. Tone tonally, and I I don't know if this is a winnable thing. My my the only way I thought to do it is show him. I don't know how comfortable his family would be being filmed for something like Probably that. Not, but 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 I don't know. I just felt like. I, I think maybe the editors and the producers are kind of at a real impasse here. I mean, they only have, do? what, 14 episodes? Yeah, they're already, like, they've got to shoot what they've got to shoot yeah. in this house. Yeah. I just think, boy. They did the best they could, oof. but it was weird. Um, so, we I don't want to belabor it too much. Uh, but no. Every but- Everyone is trying to kind of help him. Basically, we find a little bit of history is we find out from last Last week, we found his brother. He gets a call. His brother has passed. Um, everyone's very upset for him. Everyone's crying. Uh, and we turned up. We found out he's been he's been sober for a year, yeah. and he actually relapsed last month. And people really didn't know a lot about so that it. That is that is. Uh, I don't know how much, but that happens a lot because what happens is, from my limited understanding, just from people will get sober. And then they will stop using the drugs, and then when they relapse, they often will use the drugs, the amount of drugs that they, they used to. Before. Yeah, and they don't have a built. Uh, they don't have a built-in an, tolerance. Yeah, tolerance for it. for it, and it just it makes it sense. Kills them. So that honestly happens a lot, and it's it's heartbreaking because when somebody's had a year of sobriety, you're thinking 
you're only on the up and up on that long like you probably his mother probably just just started to settle in Mm -hmm. and like okay my boy's gonna be okay yeah and that's the thing with addiction y'all it truly is a day-by-day thing uh, you don't have to subscribe to AA, but you can have a year. You can have 10 years in relapse. You right. just never fucking know. Well, my, I have a first cousin who was sober um, for, she was doing drugs. Then she was sober for a year. We all, we all, th- we were so excited. We saw her at Christmas and she mm-hmm. was great. Um, then we saw her next time. She was then. And, of course, it was like, oh, all right. And then she got sober again. And uh, and then she went to jail. So, yeah, it's just kind of like if, for a while, for mo- there were certain members, especially in my dad's family, who who were just – they were almost done. Because every time they would engage, they would engage, they would feel good, and they just had to get off the roller coaster that's, for a again, while. I've said it before. That's why I couldn't realize I could not do drug counseling. Mm-hmm. That's why I got out of it because I just couldn't deal with it. Couldn't the, take the up and down the ride mm-hmm. that was yep. a lot. No, I hear you. It's a lot. <clears throat> so, um, I, you know, Kyle, I will say, Kyle said one of the best things to Carl that I thought for y'all watching that you're like, what would I say to my friend or something? I love that Kyle said you did everything you could. Yeah, that's what it's people v- need to hear. It's very important to reassure people that they couldn't have done anymore. Um, Although Jake probably would have said to me, when's the last time you called him? <laughs> I would not have. <laughs> I wouldn't. You sure? <laughs> I, I would have jumped in and like, well. <laughs> you didn't really go see him for a long time. <laughs> no, but. Since, and Carl also, which is kind of heartbreaking, Carl mentions this later that um, his brother was talking about him. They had yeah. really reconciled. It That's when I that. actually cried. That was very yeah. sad. It was um, very sad, the, the what if. I was, I, was like on the, I was on the verge of tears the whole time. And I, I, I don't know what happened. Seeing these people be upset about their friend made me very emotional. The whole time. Ironically, who made me a little emotional was because y'all, Lindsay's having the worst birthday ever. I mean, you feel <laughs> you feel for her. Yes, because you do. But her birthday anniversary is the day is the day that Carl's brother dies. That, you, you, that's horrible for her. And I actually, it's got to change later on. But I actually, um, was impressed. How she and was touched. How she kind of just wasn't even in her own birthday. Yeah, y'all. This is Lindsay, someone who's very much about Lindsay. Yeah, was just like I'm it's, just not. She lives this. in Lindsay world. Um, yeah. However, that didn't really stop by the end of the night. We nope. we definitely got past that. Yep. <laughs> First class ticket back to Lindsay world. Quick. Yeah. Choo choo. <laughs> what sandwiches have you made for me? What I mean. Um. um so. I think let's, I think my. Let, I'm sorry. As we talk, you know what we didn't talk about this. Let's talk about all of the Carl stuff now, and then just kind of. Yeah, that's what finish. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. That's actually where I was going. Um, so he, um, uh, a lot of the other cast is talking about their connections, like Danielle's father passed from addiction issues. Uh, Luke has his father and his family. So, and I'm, I'm sure the other other cast members probably did as well. Um, the most interesting thing was Sierra going to Carl and saying, 
you know, this sucks, and I, I barely know you, but I've seen a lot of death, and it's hard. Yeah. And she said, I don't think, I'm trying to think what she said to him. She basically she said, he's safe. He is safe. And Kyle um, and Sierra said the best things to him. Right. He's safe, and he'll give you. Because uh, uh, Sierra is. He'll give you great. signs. She's a Christian. Yeah. And so, and her saying, like, he's up, he's watching you, he'll give you signs. I thought that was a beautiful thing yeah. to say. And she was. She, this It's ironic, and sometimes this is true with, with grief. The people who don't know you best sometimes are the people who Many can say times. the best best Many things times. to you. Um, it's kind of like what I have with my clients. Um, a lot of a lot of people, times they have people in their lives, but they can tell me and they do the most intimate details because they know me, but I'm not their necessarily their friend. Don't. But I can definitely. Um, and that's a perfect explanation of why talking to a therapist often is a great thing, y'all. Exactly, someone who is who oh, ha- life coach. who has no who has no um, who has no uh, 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 agenda for them. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, Sierra was great. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, basically everybody else was just kind of like, yeah. How can we support you? I feel like sometimes when people say. How can we support you? That's a beautiful thing to say, but then at the same time, it's also it, asking a lot of the person who's like, just experienced something. You know, sometimes you don't really ask them that. You just need to be there. Mm-hmm. You just need to sit with them, right? Because y'all, we don't in this society, especially. That's why I love things like in the Jewish tradition of like shiva. Shiva, you, you sit for like a week mm-hmm. and like you sit on the floor. M- mourning is uncomfortable for people. Yeah, we don't sit in each other's grief, and. I think that's really what somebody who's in this situation, if you have someone that's going, they just want someone that's going to sit in their grief with them and yeah. not try to talk them out of grief, not try to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. Just sit in it. Let them cry. Yep. Let them tell the stories. Just sit in it. Yeah. Oftentimes, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, when, uh, especially in evangelical circles, sometimes you'll hear, well, he's with Jesus now, so we should be... We should be grateful, and or something like that. That don't negate your own loss. Yeah, take on your loss. Yes. So if someone, if you someone passes at for a, that is very special to you, and you have someone saying it's best just to move on, why get depressed about things? You need that to process. You need yeah. that to move on. Otherwise, you'll never get past it. I yeah. Agree. I I remember someone saying that someone saying. To my mother when my grandmother died, um, in the in literally the receiving line, uh, and we were all there, um, and 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 she said, "Well, uh, we're we're going we're going def- we're going to miss her. Um, she uh, she's 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 in a much better place now, or something like that, and her, she's not suffering anymore." And my mother just snapped and said, "That doesn't make me feel good at all." It was so so. Even you, y'all, mother Buddha went. Call y'all. Really are the same person. <laughs> I I would probably say something like that to someone if they said that about my mother. Um, it's just trust me, y'all. Saying they're in a pl- better place and we should be, or something like we should be rejoicing today, or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's not what someone needs to hear, even if they smile. 
It's you need to take. Yeah. It's got to be your process. That's like lizard brain shit, y'all. You can't you can't deny yourself from grieving. That's fundamental human stuff. I Doesn't agree. matter what religion you are. Um. So remember that when you're in the receiving line. You can talk about people walking on streets of gold and all. That's great, and that's great to talk about. Maybe but, after, but give it a little, give <laughs> yeah. it a little time to experience. the, yeah. the acceptance. Not in the, not at the funeral. Yeah, yeah. But that's when a lot of people that that. But in, in another case too, for some people that is that is, that's also not. Everybody grieves their own way, and that's just not helpful for us. Yeah. I have been to funerals where people in the receiving line. The only thing that like. Uh, makes them feel better is thinking about like their son walking with Christ. Yeah, I I get it, but that's also a little bit of magical thinking because the 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 dirty stuff's going to come back. It's it's going to hit you. Well, now I have been to funerals, yeah, but it's not magical thinking to them. Uh, no, I agree, but I'm saying if you don't get it out, it will eat you alive. Yep. Oh, I agree. Um, I agree. That's what I'm talking about, magical thinking. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but I have been to funerals where people tell jokes, and that's a different kind of uh, uh, celebrating. Best funeral I went to was Patty Johnstone, but I don't think you were at UNT no. yet. But she's a voice teacher who had died, and people just stood up, and we were there for like told an stories. hour, and yeah. different people just told stories about Patty. And I learned a lot more about her than I knew. Yeah. And I... Uh, I was there basically for my friends, and then when I left, I felt like I, um, I like had a part of her. To yeah, think you about. shared you shared in her memory, and yeah. like in the in the Jewish tradition of may your may their memory be a blessing. Yeah, um, I wonder what Poodle's funeral will be like. Do you think? It, can't you just see me off? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna curate it down to the letter. Would anyone like to speak? Oh, I don't think um, you'll be around. <laughs> Yeah, Poodle thinks he's living longer than me, probably. It's all the alcohol. He's just petrified. It pickles me. Pickles. But I, no, I can think imagine. I'll, or I'll cut you out of my life at that point. That's true. Um, who would like to speak first? Well, um, yeah, my name is um, Armando, and I fucked Poodle in, uh, in 2011. And I remember uh, he often he put his hands over my face and said, don't look at me. Don't look at me. And to this day, I don't like looking at people when I'm pummeling them. And God, I'm going to miss him. Don't look at me in the eye. Uh, yeah. My name is uh, my name is Marlon. And um, I fucked Poodle in 2002. And then in 2008, he forgot he fucked me before. So I fucked him then. And uh, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually happened. I'm not proud of it. That's happened. I've completely forgotten people. It's sad, actually. We and then y'all cut. To, that's why I'm. That, you know what? That's why everything I I now document everything on my hookup apps. Exactly. And you got to document. You document and then cut to five hours later. <laughs> yeah, my name's Rick. I was the last person to fuck poodle. <laughs> um, and as everybody knows, that's why we're here. <laughs> He said, I'm, 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 and then said no more. <laughs> Y'all, that's the way to go out. That's the way you go out. It kind of is true. With a 10-inch dick ramming you. 
I just I think I just perfectly described your funeral. <laughs> and then he, Rick will finish, and then we all will hear the organ, and then just as I <laughs> no, I will not have that played. No, we'll do like a carnival conga line. No, my my funeral has to be joyful. Has to be. I think it will be. It has to be. Uh, it has to be people getting together because I would never want that. No, I did for that for my coma party when they wanted to do like a tribute for me. Can I come back? They did a. I did a roast. Um. So people roasted me, and I loved it. It was fun. And uh, and some people did. Some people said things that made me cry. Elise made you sob. I sobbed. I sobbed. Um, I need to call her about something. Um, anyway, uh, Poodle's but, going through his to do. <laughs> well, you were talking about the bruise on no, your leg. Let's get true. into this episode. So we're really going off of it. That's kind of enough of Carl. Let's kind yeah. of. He ends up leaving because he wants to go back with his mom. So let's. Yeah. Which um, I was like, why aren't? Why are you still there? One thing I'll, again. It wasn't your right. There wasn't the right show, but it does. We don't see a lot of this on television of how people behave in this immediate. I brief. I totally agree, and, and it's good to see. I think, and so. I I totally agree with but you. It's wrong it's show. It's just the tone the right show. after it. I agree. I agree. It's like then then we're supposed to be involved in this like stupid palace intrigue with these people. I I get it. It I made it. me it made me sad actually. Meanwhile, Hannah and Luke totally still are flirting with one another. Yeah. And it's annoying. And I'm I think that's how he relates to women. I guess, but they're playing tennis, and you can even Hannah's like, I don't know if we can be be just friends, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, she's. I'll be honest. The last three episodes, I'm like, honey, stay in your lane. Know your no. Maybe, 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 kind of. I don't know. She's it's Hannah's a little going through something. I think I think she's acting for the cameras, I feel like. I think yeah. a lot of this is bigger and I think she's engaged now. Yeah. And she's, she's engaged now, it's official. Yeah. And she's been dating her fiance for eight months, right? Which means she was were dating they, them while were they for sure filming or is I it think right while after? they were filming. I think that he met him she met him right before they started filming. So I'm sure they were talking. But it wasn't like yeah, maybe I don't new. know. I don't know. I know he did visit the house. He was allowed. I think he is coming because they're having I don't know. Episode. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see him. Well. Um, so then there's really something interesting. Uh, Hannah and Luke are talking about Sierra, and I'm like, well, that you've gone very far now. Um, and Kyle is still – we're reeling after uh, Glassgate – when Glassgate, when Amanda threw, Amanda the threw plastic a, glass a plastic glass at Hannah. The f- and the fact that we have to talk about this like it's a huge fucking deal makes me want to ram my head against the wall when someone's brother just died of a drug overdose. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, and, but I'm sure the producers are telling them, like, they're getting paid to do this. This is I, their job. I, I, I'm, I'm aware. I'm saying... As an observer, I, I put it more on the producers and the editors rather than the castmates because oh, what are they supposed to I'm, do? I'm not. I'm not putting it on the cast members. I'm more upset that their stove and their oven still don't work. Right? What the? You fuck? gotta call your landlord this for is that. Episode five. Go to Best Buy and or Sears and get a new fucking stove. Agreed. Agreed. I don't understand it. 
hundred percent. The air is on, y'all. <laughs> he's Katy Perry today. He's hot and he's cold. I am hot and cold. I am yes and I'm no. I am get, in or I'm out. He can't get comfortable. I am both wrong or and as right. Poodle says comfortable. Comfortable. What do you say? Comfort. Comfort. What do I say? Comfort. Comfort. I say comfortable. Comfortable. Most people say comfortable. Comfortable. Three syllables. I say comfortable. Or I sometimes say, I can't get comfortable. But I, I, I do say comfortable. Oh, God. I'm so preening. <laughs> I wonder how's the way you're supposed to say it. Or can you do either one? I, I, I don't know. I think comfortable. I think it's either one. Who cares? That's true. Who cares? <laughs> no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. Um, so uh, Sierra is, or say Luke is actually calling the florist to order lilies. Uh, for lilies. lilies. So he's ordering lilies for Sierra, and he also because it's Lindsay's birthday, he gets her flowers. Now, if you're gonna buy two women in one house flowers and say fuck you to the other five or, or the other three, maybe the one you just made up with, maybe send her like a I'm sorry flowers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so sorry. This like was so stupid. It was weird. It was weird. Um, Just send flowers. I also have to say, yeah. don't send lilies unless there's someone's favorite. Maybe it, maybe that's her favorite flower. There to me, lilies means someone's dead. Really, and someone is dead. <laughs> really, yeah. I guess it is. Oh, I know nothing about flowers, which is surprising. Because it's definitely in the homosexual arts. It's true, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, you know that, like, and and also, uh, um, it's like carnations. Uh, carnations don't ever send anyone carnations. They're Who awful. Says carnations. Well, you do know that. Yeah. Who would do that? And roses. Maybe like sending roses mums. or something like love, or at least amorousness. But there's so many flowers out there. You guys, you can send lilies. Just. Ugh. Unless you're in a small town, there's not a lot to pick from. Yeah, that's true. Ardmore probably, well, we only got lilies left. It's just good enough for Mama Mar. I don't know if they have lilies. They definitely have yellow roses. That's what Mama Mar likes. Um, so, basically, uh, Lindsay's, uh, Aunt Rhonda must be a thing. We, I haven't uh, watched it, but because uh, yeah. her mom, she doesn't have, Lindsay's mom left her really young. That was one of previous episodes. So Aunt Rhonda calls her, and basically's like, ooh, and Lindsay's answering her phone. She's like, ooh, what are you doing for your birthday, Lindsay? She's like, well, I don't know yet. Steven's actually just now here telling me, ooh, I want to know what it is. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Um. So, so she's like, she's expecting a grand gesture, y'all. This is the Anna birthday, or birthiversary, well, as we called it. As... Where is it? Because she's, I want to say, oh man, Paige said it so well, where she basically said, this is jumping forward a little bit, but she basically said, uh, Stephen is a fucking event planner, and if he doesn't hospitality, know, yep. hospitality, and if he doesn't know that his girlfriend wants to be treated to the nines on his birthday, then he's going to have a rough fucking night. And he does. And he he does. do. He do. Um... So she's she was talking to Danielle a while about she's extract and she's like during COVID she's expecting a grand gesture, and I've just got to say what does she because they really can't leave what does she expect 
Does she expect maybe sky riding? Or I don't know. Or I, the the Harlem Boys Choir to uh, sing her in masks? I, I think she expects like a big event and and involving all the other house guests and their Think about what they do for Kyle's birthday. That was adorable, but that was that was that was uh, the brainchild of Amanda, and Amanda is um, is creative like that. And what Lindsay's going to get upset about later is that y'all men are rarely creative like that. Lindsay is straight not, men. Especially. Lindsay is not subtle. She is given. She is given Stephen clues. She has given him clues. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I just, I, at the same time, I've just got to say that Lindsay definitely sabotaged this and Steven knows what, Steven knew what he was, what I think was going to happen. I, I, or maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. So let's talk about, let's just kind of finish their arc then since we're talking about that. And then we're, y'all, we're going more about characters and characters instead of plot point by plot point today. Sorry. Um, oh, but you know what? That reminds me. We took a commercial. Ready to take a commercial? We'll be right back. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. (sighs) 
Sissies, we've fallen in love with MeUndies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. And find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies, 
Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. So they're at dinner, y'all. This is a night. <laughs> it's a beautiful night. And she walks out and they call it. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> okay. I am not good at setting the table. Yeah. I'm horrible at it. It it actually This was gross. It it was sad. It was it was just not a good tablescape, as Ina Garten said. No, who no. says tablescapes? Does Sandra Lee say tablescape? I think she does. Y'all, you need to watch some old Sandra Lee videos because they cuckoo. <laughs> cuckoo. But I've heard that she loves her gays. Oh, I'm sure. There's uh, a lot of things with her just pouring, pouring vodka no. into things. There's something too with she her. She does not when, have to cook. When, y'all, look up when she made a Kwanzaa cake. It is one of the biggest monstrosities that you'll ever really? see. Yeah. She also... The lighting on that show—it's white. It's well, but they—they so they always do it a theme, so it's all like monochromatic. Yeah, it's all and blown it's out. So blown out. It's like RuPaul <laughs> Drag Race lighting. Oh, she is the RuPaul of the cooking of the Food is. Network. She is. I'm sure gay men love her. They do. I'm sure. She does like to drink. Uh, well, so okay, so you know who she used to be married to? Who? Cuomo. Oh, she did, mm-hmm. or maybe she was his girlfriend. I'm oh, not sure. He's having a not no. Great. He's not having. It's not having not a great moment. He's having a terrible yeah, moment. A terrible moment. Yeah, um, I think they're they found out some really even worse stuff about nursing home reporting. So ugh. I don't know. I'm not gonna be. I'm not here to break your news. Yeah, <laughs> y'all don't. Pull, we are saying don't pull over though because I can hear him. Yeah. So it. I was imagining y'all. He is involving practically except for Carl and Kyle. Uh, everyone in this fucking house is helping him plan this birthday thing for Lindsay. So I'm imagining like something big. Because yeah. how many fucking scenes do we see of of Danny helping Steven and then Sierra helping yeah. Steven and then a man? And I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be some big thing. And when we walk out and see just this patio table with a fucking shitty tablecloth on it. <laughs> the food's not even in platters. It's in fucking plastic. It's in plastic. It's Y'all, this is the saddest thing for a birth. Now, I keep giving him a break because it was COVID. But look what, look what, and I, I think it's just, Stephen is not very resourceful. Yes. He's just not. This is already by, so this is. They're from, not a match, you guys. They're not I, a match. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. Shocker. They are not a match. She, this, need, she needs someone who fucking worships her and adores her. And there's that there's that guy out there. There's I'm that sure. guy there's out there. There's some guys out there who will do that for her. She also, y'all. This show was filmed though in the summer. Yeah. And this is by now businesses had already adapted to like do things for like even if like those sign companies that will come and put like yeah happy birthday in your yard like that was already starting to happen. I, I think though he thought he was going to get her with a kind of thing that was a more sentimental because this was the restaurant they went to when he asked yeah, her to that's be not Lindsay. his I, if you I, know, I agree that is him and that it's like I that think that's him. what Danny or Paige is saying he has no y'all he hasn't been listening to Lindsay no he hasn't I'll tell you you know what they're good at fucking and that's it um I that's where they connect I, I agree crude but um, I think that's where they connect what do you uh I think 
so he he does get the, her. What do you think of her dress? It's her. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't say this on another woman. It's just because I know Lindsay. Her dress is saying, look at me, I'm special. It, and she keeps talking about it. If she just wore it. If she just wore it, but the dress is wearing. She has the to dress keep is we- talking about it. It's wearing her. And if she's so worried, there's got to be some like double-sided tape yeah. there to put on your boobies. If she's so worried about it. And why worry? You've got great boobs. Yeah, I don't think any in the house would care. Nobody gives a fuck. It's just like, and to me, the proportions weren't right. Like you could, you could see the part of the boobs that were that was more suggestive, but then at one point you could kind of see it, and it was like you have to kind of crane your neck to see the rest of the boob. I I thought the dress was fine. I again, I just thought yeah. it wore her. I think she was trying to make a big statement, and someone but, and bless his heart because someone who's wearing a dress like that. Doesn't want to fucking walk out on a patio <laughs> and eat fucking packaged food from a plastic fish cup. and chips, no less. Oh, 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 fish and chips, no fish less. Fish and fucking chips, which was probably cold at that point. Oh, y'all, those French fries tasted horrible. I know that made me sad. Actually, to to eat to have to eat cold French fries is they, a crime because they don't have an oven to heat it up. <laughs> so. Uh, shall we go ahead and get into the... Yeah, because they walk out to dinner and Lindsay is already like, what the fuck? Right. I want to, before we do this, I want to talk about one thing. I don't know if anybody saw this because you were probably fast forwarding to the commercials. There was a commercial for Paragard Birth Control and a woman was singing, Paragard, the one and only birth control I've needed my real life. Really? (laughs) It was a musical number with people dancing and i i'm like great normalized birth control it was just so weird because usually birth control is handled so earnestly yes (laughs) i was dying and they were like paragard and they all spelled out the word paragard really i think it's an iud they're like, this is the birth control I needed and nothing that I want and everything I wanted. It's Paragard. It's like an ad that we would do for Paragard. Well, it is an IUD. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an IUD. But it was just, y'all, you can Google the Paragard commercial. <laughs> this girl's living her best life. She's so excited about oh, it. Oh, my <laughs> God. It felt like a musical. No hormones. F ingredient I can pronounce. Paragard is a 100% hormone-free IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using one simple active ingredient, copper, instead of hormones. Don't use if you have a pelvic Keep going. This is so good. I love how the music is continuing behind. I like that she's dancing and like bouncing with the IUD in her hand. Pregnancy is rare, but can be I'm like normalize it. Yes. At first, periods may become heavy. And now she's just dancing as, as we're hearing about HIV loss of hair. In a birth control. I can just live in my life just like before. Ask your healthcare provider. Wow. No, but you. I was. You remembered the product. I did. If someone says, hey, Jake, do you know a good IUD? Have you tried Paragard? Maybe they should sponsor the show. 
I would totally do we a commercial sing, for Paragard. Paragard. And Poodle would say, I tried this IUD and I did not get pregnant. <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> there you go. I'm and I'm not making fun of birth control. I've just never seen a full musical number with dancing. I kind of appreciate it, although I, the, the dancing was not great. No, and the, the lyrics weren't either. <laughs> no. Wow. Shit, I'm sorry. I just needed to bring that up. No, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about the dinner now? They may sue us. They may. So the dinner, um, you know what? Uh-oh. <laughs> I think you inspired me. In okay. This. I think instead of us just fully talking about the dinner, I think this will be better uh, better said in something we like to call reality gaze theater. Good. You can do it when you do harmonies. That's exactly right. Great. Yay. Great. The melody was a long. <laughs> so, all right. Okay. So, y'all, Poodle. Hold on, I gotta get situated. Poodle's gonna be playing the role of of his award winning award winning role he's played before. Of where's my sandwich? How many sandwiches have you made for me? It kind of would have been apropos if he had made her dinner and made her <laughs> a, sand- a sandwich. <laughs> Oh my, he should totally, he should totally, as like a troll, send her like a sub sandwich in the mail. He should. Oh my God. He should. Um. So, Poodle's going to be playing the role of Lindsay, I'll be playing the role of Steven, and, and see. Oh, so, uh, it's so nice. Do you, do you like it, babe? I yeah, really, it's, it's nice. Do you play today? Oh, dude, would you like, um... Uh, would you like a glass of wine? I've got some Kate Crawford. Yeah, Kate Kate Crawford. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, great. okay. Great, great. Um, so I nice. Just, I just want to, you know, I I just this is, uh, I adore you, and I I want to make an effort and try to adore you. Yeah, and nothing says that like fish and chips, and cold French fries. Yeah, looks but delicious. Do you do you appreciate this dinner? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You like it? Um, I just it's just like, are you? I want you to be happy. It seems like you're not happy. Are you? I'm happy. Are you not happy? I'm happy. Why is your voice going up like that? I'm happy. Okay. I mean, it, I I kind of want to know. Yeah. Yeah, babe. You're gorgeous. What does this date timeline mean to you? What does this dinner mean to you? Huh? I mean, huh? Am, am I? Not? I guess. I mean, it's fish and chips, Stephen. Uh, wait. Am I not getting laid now? It's just that I have higher expectations than just going through the motions. Uh, wait, you wanted to be like on a platform for dinner? I mean, like you wanted to be higher up? That'd be nice. Like a I, view? I would, I would need a view. What do you mean? Expect- I would prefer if I had a flyover from an F-16. Wait, so the you, blue the blue angels? So you wanted dinner on a plane when you said higher expectations? I would prefer... I would okay. I would prefer any anything. I didn't know You're you not were understanding, Stephen. What what have I not understanding? I'm telling you to... everything. I told you everything. You you know what I I'm and, and now not, what it, I'm romantic. I'm being romantic. This is me being romantic. So it's my fault. So it's my fault. What? It's what? all my fault. It's no. all my fault. No, it's all, no. So I'm not I just, allowed to speak. 
I'm not no, allowed to speak. No, so I'm not just, allowed to speak now. What happened? I don't know what's happening. I'm going to ruin you. Wait. So we're not going to have sex? And scene. <laughs> Y'all, Whoa. this was uncomfortable from minute one. It was. She was trying to figure out. She's like, don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. She was really trying to say, <laughs> and she just couldn't hold it in. She just, she's like, she went, but. Her, the first but do you think she was right for saying something or do you think it was um this is hard this is hard because you want to validate someone for their experience especially at the dinner and maybe maybe you let it happen and then collect your thoughts and bring it up to them the next day yes i agree yeah. with that and i don't think that's lindsay though i think lindsay and Think about the theme of what they've been fighting about while they're all there. Yeah. So I can see why this, I think. he's he's. Tr- this is him trying to make an effort, I think. Danny said it best when Danny said this night. Oh, Danielle. Danielle. Okay. Dan- when Danielle <laughs> said this night is the Hail Mary for their relationship. It is. And neither of them knew that, but it right. was. And uh, Stevens was totally blindsided and she says, Danielle says, "This is Lindsay finally learned what I what all of us have known. They're not right for one another. They're not. Um, and I'm sure he's a do. nice enough guy. They're not a they're not a match. They're, they're not a match. And yeah. She even goes and cries to Stephen or to Danielle, and she's like, "Now Lindsay is very dramatic. I told him everything he needed to know. Does it ever matter how I feel and what I need? And I'm like, Lindsay, uh, I think it, it always matters. It always matters. <laughs> Just ask everybody in the house. And I, and I must say, though, what you what you see is what you get with her. She's not being like, I, will, I just like little things. She's not passive aggressive. No. She's not two-faced. No. You know exactly who she is. And yeah. if you don't get that. You know what she needs? She needs a rich guy in probably his late 40s, um, uh, uh, but still hot because she's yeah. going to need that. Who can yeah. bang her? Who can, who can, who can who's who got enough money? Kids. Yeah, who still wants to have kids. That's what she needs. I don't know. I think she feels like she has to compete with women who are younger than she is. Oh, for so sure. That's she's gonna very be, competitive. I think that's going to make it harder to date older guys. But, you know, it's not going to get better because Steven doesn't handle it. And y'all, he's I don't know if he even he just leaves and he just I, calls an Uber, y'all, and pieces out. And I don't know if she knows that he left. No, I don't think so either. And y'all, it's going to get really ugly. It's going to get really ugly. Um, Speaking of really uh, ugly. <laughs> how Hannah, Hannah, uh, Amanda's argument. Amanda, let's talk about Hannah and Amanda. Y'all, we watched probably. May, they may be okay. Uh, this, this is not. Maybe it's a little spoilery, but we, when we interviewed Hannah and Paige, uh, they seem to be on good terms with Amanda now. Yes. So uh, it seems like things are could, that were repaired. It does not seem like they like Kyle, or especially Hannah. And I think that, no. I think it, Amanda says it's the next, but I think a lot of this has nothing to do with Amanda. I think it's just it is Hannah wants to take Kyle down and and um, and um, and Amanda because Amanda this is this is the man she has chosen that ever in a way every time they criticize him and put him down, 
that that is that is that is a, a reflection on her, yes. Amanda. Um, and I actually completely understand. I I Hannah Hannah took it too far in saying that about Amanda. About about she's, that kind of it's like Paige said she's taking no responsibility yeah, for this. Now the fact that she's taking no responsibility about what she said and she should have apologized to Amanda right away. But I think the idea of her throwing the glass and then them jumping all over Hannah Hannah's very defensive. Hannah's and, very sensitive. Yeah, and so as soon as you as soon as she, she she shut down and she's going to be all emotion. She can't negotiate at all at all because um, when Amanda goes in there. You know, Hannah says, ends up screaming later, saying, she never apologized to me. Uh, that's not true. Amanda did apologize for throwing the glass. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm sorry. That was, and then that's kind of what started everything is she apologized for that. And Hannah was like, yeah, that was really crazy. Yeah. And then Amanda's kind of waiting for Hannah to apologize. Right. And Hannah's, it's almost like, I feel like, I kind of went through this a little bit, like whenever... I realized I'd been overgiving and overgiving and overgiving to kind of balance the pendulum. I swung over to where if people were really like, hey, Matt, could you pass me the salt? And I'd be like, do it, your fucking self! You're welcome. You're, but I'm just saying... <laughs> I helped you with that. You did. Um, and then till it backfired you, and then I didn't do shit for you either. Yeah, it was, that wasn't helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't fold your clothes. Um, but no, but you know how the pendulum had, a, I feel like Hannah's having that moment of, yeah. she's felt taken advantage of by people and all of this has come up. So you now mean Amanda. She, uh, no, no, no. Or Hannah. Hannah. Okay. Hannah's felt like she's been taken advantage of by people and now it's swung the other way with Luke. And with this, right. She's like, I'm not going to be stepped on anymore. Yeah. And that's a good point. I think Amanda's getting caught in that. I think. The other thing uh, they're they're talking about, um, uh, she says she even says I'm over this friendship uh, Which when they're I'm fighting. Like, this was really, yeah. I feel like that was taking it too extreme. I I think it felt to me like this was a little bit too for the cameras. Possibly it felt because it felt a little. Hannah was less emotional at this point, um, so it felt. Like she, it was kind of like invented. I mean, maybe Amanda though. Seemed she nothing but lost emotion. it. She seemed nothing but emotion. And even Paige is like, I don't want to take yeah. sides. And but Paige says, No, don't say that. And that's the first time I've ever heard Paige say anything about say Hannah. Anything she said, Hannah. She even said to Hannah, Hannah. like, she was like, Hannah, calm down. Yeah, yeah. She even um, said, Hannah's gonna kill me, but I'm kind of team Amanda yeah. on this one. And she said, Let's stop. Be-. She, uh, Amanda says, Let's stop being friends. And then Amanda says, everyone has so much shit against you. I'm your only defender. This is also Amanda's issue of having to be every, having to go to bat for everyone. I think both things, past things are coming up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and and also, point. and Amanda brought up that she did not, she, she's like, and it sounds so high school, but you didn't tell me you'd made up with Luke. And, that does sound, but. But that's a big deal for but Amanda. But like I said, I'm Amanda. I you was are. one that would have taken up. I would have done that. So, um, but you know, Han- Amanda has to realize Hannah never asked her Amanda to take up for her. Yeah, Amanda just stepped into that role. So Ham- Hannah, d- Hannah ha- doesn't have to apologize. Ha- for Hannah's her. glad to let her do that, though. Yeah. Um. And uh. And then she screams, "Get out of my room!" Which is that's not good. That that was the that was the bridge too far for yeah. me. And so 
I don't know how this is going to work. Um, but the only other thing that happened is when Luke and I was gonna, Sierra. I was about to say, and y'all, Sierra dropped Luke like a bag of hot <laughs> potatoes, and it Thank was glorious. God, I I wanted to get up and cheer for her. I did. Too. I decided that I revile Luke more than almost any other man on any other reality show. He's just yeah. you can see his his his. Everything, all his actions are so transparent and transactional to get with a girl, and he's trying to play the sensitive guy card. Like I and, think, I think as I said on Twitter, um, no fruitful conversations be, can be had with men wearing fedoras. He puts that fedora on again, thinking he's going to get to no. Sierra, and she's you're, like, "Nope, you're going to get, you're going to get lines." I think I said also, a, a, a guy wearing a fedora is either going to try to bang you, or he's going to invite you to come see his band and then bang you. Or sell you a cologne because he's broke. True. Or it's something off his jewelry line. Yeah. Hockey player slash jewelry maker. Um, so basically he says to Sierra, he gives her those flowers. He says, yeah, I just don't know how you feel about like us kind of like, you know, getting together. It's so cheesy. And she's she like, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think it's – I think I want to continue being friends. I, I'm it's good. Like, oh, okay. Because – and I he's, guarantee you, he's rarely been broken up with. He's rarely been girls. broken up with. So he, this killed him. It is. It killed him. And he even said earlier, you know, growing up, I never had any problems getting girls. So uh, I hate this guy. I would hate fuck him. I was, I was gonna say, but you would let him fuck you. You know what? I would think about it. Really? I, would, I re- okay. Right now, I wouldn't close your eyes. I don't want to close. Close my your eyes. eyes now. Imagine you're in a bar. He's wearing that fedora. He buys like a. Uh, he buys like a. Do I know what he's like? Do I do I know what he's like already? Yeah. Ugh. You're in a bar. He buys like a whiskey for himself. Buys you like a gin and tonic, or a vodka tonic. You're sitting there talking, and then he does smell good, and then his leg kind of touches your leg. <sighs> you're he playing. Puts, you're. This yep, is not fair. He puts his <laughs> hand just kind of on the. Right on the top of your inner thigh, and just kind of starts to rub a little bit. I'd blow him in the bathroom. Okay, in a there second. There we are. Probably then get an Uber, and then start actually having sex in the Uber. Yeah, all the all while 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 taking looking at the driver in the in the eye. <laughs> who's who's has, who's like in the rearview mirror? I'm like, yeah, look what I'm doing in the back of your car. Yes, I'm doing it. Y'all, that's the show. That's the we show, leave you everybody. with that image that's... of me making eye contact <laughs> with my Uber driver while Luke is fucking me. Y'all, that's Reality Gaze. You can find listen to our other shows at realitygazepodcast.com. I think I need to talk to someone. I think you do, too. You can find us on Cameo. You can get a Cameo from Jake and I right now. You can also get us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram's Reality Gaze And I'm podcast. just nodding my head like this like when the, I'm looking at him. Yeah. I'm just does. like, yeah, look at me. I'm getting in the back of your car. Twitter, you, you, you're going to have to clean this, too. You can find us at Reality Gaze Pod. Y'all, that's the show. What was the sign-off for we this? We don't have one for this, so... Summer's here, we're queer, and we'll see you later. Fuck off.
Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 